I want to talk to you this morning about nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, Jesus was bruised for your iniquities, whatever they are. You see, in the finished work of Jesus Christ, there's nothing missing or broken. So that gives you an opportunity to go, well, what does the Word of God have to say about the situation that I'm dealing with? And how does the blood apply to that situation? It's easy sometimes to qualify our situation based on, well, you know, I know that there's the blood of Jesus, but, you know, my situation is this, and we're working through some stuff, and, you know, on and on it goes. But if you're not careful, you'll start to settle for the way things are rather than to embrace the power of Christ, which is found only in the blood of Jesus. The world's looking for all kinds of ways to accomplish what they want to accomplish. But what they discover over and over and over and over again is that they cannot do these things in and of themselves. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I'm here to tell you as a man of God that you as a believer can't do it without leading with the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, it's proactive, not reactive. And listen, maybe you're in a situation that you need to plead the blood of Jesus and certainly it's there for you, but why wait until there's some unusual situation in your life when you could have just been leading with the blood of Jesus? It's nothing but the blood. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, but what about this thing, Pastor Paul? What? Nothing. The Bible goes so far as to say that there's nothing that would be impossible to you. Well, wait a sec. What? Wait, nothing. Nothing. But we have got to side with the blood more than we side with our limitations, our way we think about things, and, and all of that. We need to renew our mind to the fact that there's nothing but the blood in my life. Because you wouldn't even have the opportunity to come before God without the, the blood. There is no favor. There is no blessing. There is no increase. There is no gospel. There is none of that. And you'd be a person on your own just trying to get through life. But you've been empowered by the blood of Jesus. You've been given this incredible sacrifice where Jesus accomplished everything through God. Now, just, just picture this in your mind. God is an omnipotent God. He's always been there. Like, always. Before there was a heaven and earth, before there was a you, before there was the problem that you're in, there was God. And yet God made the choice to say, you know what? I've created man. I've created him in this environment. But he has made, he's, well, let me say it this way. He's used the power of free will to choose something other than the Ten Commandments, right? Before Jesus came. And so therefore, man would ride on the high waves with God, and then he'd fall away from God, and then God, you know, wouldn't be there anymore, and they'd, they'd just go through this kind of life. And if you're on this kind of life right now, today, you got to understand that there's the blood of Christ. You, you don't have to live that way anymore. You, don't, you just don't have to live that way anymore. 
That's an old way of living. That way is passed on. It's, it's no longer part of a Christian walk. Once you receive the power that Jesus uh, uh, accomplished in his work, you don't have to live like that anymore. Get off that roller coaster and say no to it every single time it comes up. When you start going like this, what are you going to do? I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. When I'm going like this, and that's the hard part, right, is climbing back out, right? Is that, is that difficult? It's disappointing to go this way, but it's difficult to go back that way. Just eliminate all that. Just start with, I plead the blood of Jesus over my kids, over my finance, over my marriage, over my business, my job, whatever it is. I plead the ultimate power that I've received through my salvation over every area of my life. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. See, it's not your fault. Everybody say, it's not my fault. No, 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 it's not your fault. And it says, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value, by the way. You don't need to be tight-fisted with money. You, you, don't, you, you don't need to do that. You, you just, you, you got to realize that, okay? It, there's something greater than the money that you earn. That's your faith, and that, that's the stewardship of that money, and that, that's all of those kinds of things. It's doing that as unto the Lord with the empowerment of the blood of Jesus for you to do that. It says, it was the precious blood of Christ, the, not, not a, the sinless, spotless, capital L, Lamb of an omnipotent God, a sovereign God that doesn't need anybody's permission to do anything, anytime, anywhere. In fact, he's already accomplished it all. He said after he created everything, he sat down and he hasn't got back up. He set everything in motion for you to empower you to overcome every obstacle in your life. He empowered you to do that. And when you start to understand that, you can say, well, hey, wait a second here. Why am I living my life based on something that I need to make sacrifices for, and I'm not employing the sacrifice that God gave me through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, through that blood? You see, we all want to be able to say, hey, I, I made the sacrifices I made in my life, and I, I made my life what it is. There's one ultimate sacrifice that was made for you to cause you to overcome in every area of your life. And there is no such defined thing that is greater than the influence and the power of the blood of Jesus for your life. You've been bought with a price. You're bought. You're owned. And instead of it, him stopping there, he says, you're no longer a slave, you're a son, you're a daughter. It's like, whoa, wait a second here. His blood flows in your blood. You possess now the DNA of God. You know, you're not just saved to go to heaven, you're saved from it all. 
I mean from it all. And if you really want to grow in who you are in Christ, begin to grow by the blood of Jesus. Begin to declare that. Make that the declaration ahead of everything that you, you, you ever do in your whole life. And say, no, I declare the blood of Jesus over this situation. I, I, there, I'm not going to accept the way things are. I don't have to accept the way things are. I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. And I am empowered with something so great and so powerful and it's so entangled in who you are that you are actually the temple of God himself. It's entangled now. You're, you're entangled with this now. But if you're not careful, you won't accept that influence in your life and that empowerment of the gospel. And I say this a lot, but I'll say it again. The gospel is not a story to be told the gospel is the empowerment of the believer. It comes with tremendous power beyond an earthly life. You've been empowered to make a difference in this world. You've been empowered to do great things. And maybe you didn't have that spoken over you as a young person, or maybe you've been told no 10,000 times. I'm here to tell you that there is only one author and finisher of your faith, and that is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And you can either get in agreement with all of their opinions of you and false expectations of you, or you can stand up as a man or a woman of God, and you can begin to declare God's favor in every area of your life. Some of you are looking at me cross-eyed like, I don't know that I could feel comfortable doing that. Listen, man, if you had a good dad growing up, you'd go and talk to him about stuff, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. If he set the rules in the household and he set the rules for your life and gave you liberties to do certain things, they're theirs for you to partake in. They're yours. Hebrews 9, 24 to 27 says, For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear before God on your behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again and again and again and again. Well, it's not this one, it's that one. Well, I don't know if I could receive the blood of Jesus for this one, but no. He didn't do it again and again and again and again. Like a high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. It is, it, if that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once, everybody say once. Once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by its own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes to judgment, so Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly awaiting him. Not the counterfeit, not the religious ideas, not the, I'm, I'm, I'm part of this religion, but not that one. And, you know, I don't know 
how many different kinds of Christianity there are in this day and age, but there's way too many. And you know what? If it's not simple enough to spell out to a baby or to a child, then it's not the gospel at all. You see, we, we've got to understand the simplicity of the blood of Jesus, what it did in our lives. You don't need to complicate it with 100,000 other things. I don't yet know of a circumstance that you can't apply the blood of Jesus to. I don't know one yet. And I'll tell you, I think every person in this room has gone through difficult times in their lives. No doubt about that. I know I have. I have a story to tell. But I also have the gospel to share with you that overrode many of those uh, situations where I thought, man, alive, there's no way I'm going to come out of this thing. There's no way that, 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 that this is going to work out. And all I can tell you is, is I, as I look back in hindsight now, I remember myself just saying, you know what? I just plead the blood of Jesus over this in my life. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. I am empowered with everything that my life needs to be empowered with. I will know what I need to know when I need to know it. And I don't need to worry about any didn't stop me from worrying though did it you know the only thing worse than going through a difficult situation is worrying about it that makes it worse <laughs> but I can tell you there's been many times in my life and I know in yours where you begin to plead the blood of Jesus I remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego man they went into that fire not knowing if they were going to come out or not. They didn't know what the end was going to be. But I tell you, there was another one that was in there, in that fire. And they came out, and their clothes didn't even have the smell of smoke. Sometimes you wonder, like, well, man, live, how could I be like someone like Pastor Barb or, you know, Pastor Lonnie and his wife? Like, how could I ever become that? I'm here to tell you, you are that. The qualification is the blood of Jesus. The question is, will you employ or use the power of the blood in your life? And I'm telling you, you you'll, you'll have the appearance of someone who doesn't even have the smell of smoke on their clothing. But I promise you, if you talk to those people, they're gonna, they'd have a story to tell you. A horror story, probably. Several horror stories. But I tell you, you know, the, the tiniest bit of light in the darkest of dark expels. I mean, it, it wouldn't matter how dark it was. Compound it by a million, bazillion, doesn't even matter. All it'll do is create more contrast when that light comes. That light is always there for you. God's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Don't leave him. Don't forsake him. Don't forget the power that you receive when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth when we do that. But if we are living in the light, say, I'm living in the light. God is the light. 
then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us of all the influences of the sins, both the sins of yours and the sins of those against you, cleanses you from all of that. And if we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all the wickedness that it causes in our lives. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. I'll tell you, when all hell breaks loose in your life, the first thing you want to do is point your finger at yourself or point your finger at other people. And so therefore, it's someone else's fault or it's my fault that I'm in this situation and I've caused this situation. And yet the blood of Jesus is still there. The standard is still there. Don't worry about the wickedness that's going on. Focus on the things above. Whatever's good, whatever's lovely, whatever's trustworthy. I mean, focus on these things. Discipline your mind to say, I don't accept what is happening right now. And I know that person made those mistakes. I know that I participated in that myself. But praise the Lord, I don't need to accept that. One of the most impactful things or revelations I ever received in my life was at one of the worst times of my life. And I can remember going to God and I'd just say, God, you know, like you've got to make a way. God, your word says, and I'm telling you, it's not going like this. It's going like this the whole time I'm praying. The whole time. And all I can tell you is, is I just said, no, I'm, I'm going to stay focused on the blood of Jesus, heartache, pain, difficulty, oh my goodness moments, and you know all of that. So I don't want to paint a picture with, uh, for you that just says, oh, I was just Superman and just walked around, you know, with my cape on and big S on my chest. You know, no, no, I felt horrible. I felt so much loss. And I'll never forget, God spoke to me, he says, Paul, he says, you owe nothing to anybody but to love them. And they owe you nothing but to love you in return. And you don't even have a right to expect that. You just love. That's your debt to the world. And I was like, it, man, in that moment, I was healed of things that I didn't even know I was carrying. In that moment, I, everything became brand new. And in that moment, we began to make choices in our lives to lead us to a place that I did not even think was possible. I can remember, I, I had my own business at the time, and I went, and I'd never been up in the Kierland area in my whole life. Never been there. It's over here, you know, North Scottsdale. 
and I was developing some new clients over in that area, so I was over there, and it was lunchtime, and I remember going over to a restaurant, and it was a patio that was sitting out and overlooking this beautiful part of the city, and I, I remember saying to myself, and this was almost immediately after that, and I remember saying to myself, man, if, if I could ever afford to live here, I'd just love to live right here. This is just perfect. I guess where this guy ended up moving to. I mean, it, it, there's so much supernatural happenings that get to happen when the blood of Jesus is led in your life with it. And, you know, you don't have to go through this and that and the other. And I'll tell you, uh, going through that entire circumstance and situation, uh, I went back to school full time. I paid cash for that. I, I mean, there were so many things that happened in that period of my life. It opened the door for the job that I have now. I've been there for over nine years now and I get to actually participate with other godly people doing godly stuff and helping people become more healthy and more vitality in their life and I mean I was just like there was no way and I can remember as part of that experience I had this old life everybody say the old life, the old life. yeah and the old life was good it, it was good but I knew in my heart of hearts that I needed to take that old life and take it out to the garbage can. And I had files, and I had, you know, you got all your stuff, and it's all organized and all this. And I remember just one day just saying, I'm done with that life. I took all that stuff. I took all the files on my computer that pertained to it, and I deleted every single one of them. I went out there with boxes of stuff, and I just threw them in the recycling bin, and I said, I'm done with that old life. And I'll tell you, it was the most rewarding thing I probably ever did. Don't think that you have to lock into some definition of your life the way it was. And you're angry and frustrated by it. And it, you know that it's coming to an end. But you're afraid to let go of that thing. And you're afraid to embrace something brand new. Don't worry about it. The blood of Jesus got it all covered. And I'll tell you this much. I've learned this in my life that, listen, God would rather me go out by faith even though it's not the right thing to do at the right time because of what I found is, is that I go over here by faith, and I was supposed to be over here, but I go over here by faith over here, and then I'm over there, and guess what? I had a brand new perspective, and I was like, oh, my goodness, look at that over there. You can't miss them. You can't miss them if you're in faith. If you're going, you're, you're going to fight that good fight with the blood of Jesus in your life. You're going to be empowered by it, and you're going to lead with that thing. But I, I, like I open this with, don't use your superpower just when all hell's breaking loose. Use it all the time, every time. I mean, just, just get used to it. No, I, shoot, I'm... I don't need to feel nervous about going in this meeting. I don't need to feel nervous about, you know, making this change in my life. I don't need to feel, no, I don't need to feel that. I don't, no, no, I, because you've all had that moment where you knew something. I'm going to dwell on this for just a second here. Anointing God's right here. When you know what to do, be content with that. 
Don't worry about what you're saying no to. Don't worry about all that other stuff. And I know I'm speaking to some hearts right now. Let that other thing go. Embrace what you know in Christ. Do it with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your path. Don't worry about it. I know there's a, all this other stuff. I, I know. And you, 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 you get a little ahead of yourself. You don't need to get ahead of yourself. You don't need to. There's more power in the blood right where you're at sometimes. Let that influence flow in your life. See it in a brand new way. Don't, don't see it the way you used to see it anymore. Embrace this moment that you have in Christ. Hebrews 10, 19 through 30, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place for one reason, because of the blood of Jesus. By this death, Jesus opened a new life a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. I got to tell you guys, there's nothing separating you from the love of God right now. I mean nothing. It's been torn in two. That, that veil is no longer there. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold loosely when we feel like it. Sometimes. When I'm in a bad situation. No. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and of good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue to sin after we've received the knowledge of truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover those kinds of sins. Clean up your life. Trust me, it's going to be so worth it. That thing that gives you that temporary pleasure right now ain't going to be worth a hill of beans, man. I'll tell you, you'll look back in your life five, ten years from now, and you'll just go, my God, look what, oh, my gosh. Wow. Doesn't mean you're not going to sin, but you know the stuff you need to clean up in your life. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter how high you go up in the kingdom, you got stuff to work on in your life. It says, there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Well, you get two or three people against you in this world, that take about two seconds. 
put you out on social media, put you out on something, two, three people, that's all it takes to take your life, boy, watch out. In this day and age, the taking of, of the life is a different kind of taking of the life. I will tell you that. Uh, I'll tell you, you start holding yourself to the standard of what the world expects of you as a person, and you fall short of that sucker, man, and you let that influence you in a negative way, I'm telling you, it will ruin your life. It will ruin your life. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God, who have treated the blood of the covenant, which is made holy, as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said, the Lord will judge his, this is New Testament, guys, his own people. Quit fighting for the stuff that you know isn't of God. If you're going to fight for something, fight for what is of God. Maybe that's you, a mother out there that just needs to pay more attention to that child, love that child even more. You know what I mean? Have patience and develop yourself as a mother. Maybe that's your role right now. I don't know. Whatever your role is, if you know that there isn't a next step, you stay diligent to that role right there, man. I mean, you, do, you ain't working for someone else. You're working for God, and you just say, you know what? This is me and God right here, right now. I have no cause or reason right now for me to make a different choice because I know in my heart, it's already been settled in my heart to do what God has called me to do and be a faithful witness of that. Romans 5, 6 through 11 when we were utterly hopeless, Christ came at just the right time <laughs> and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right with God's sight by the blood of Christ, you have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by uh, the death of the Son while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through his life of his Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus has made us friends of God now. You must plead the blood of Christ in every area of your life. Life is so much simpler. Life is so much at ease. You don't have to worry about every little thing. I promise every person in this room that if you're saved, you have the ability to hear the voice of God. And if you have the ability to hear the voice of God, your spirit can also bear witness with the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, when you have that, you already know what you need to know when you need to know it. The question is, are you going to get your mind off of the other things or are you going to be content with what you got right here. I hope all of you are, who are off tomorrow, but maybe Tuesday you go into work, hope you have a new mindset. A 
new mindset. The blood of Jesus. Yeah, but my boss. Oh, you know, and all this lady I got to work with, this guy I got to work with. Oh, my goodness, they make my life a living hell. The anointing of God breaks every yoke of bondage. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Bishop is a perfect example of this. This is a trucker who just, you know, lived a worldly life. He's the, you know, person that planted this church. And I tell you, there was a man that just was relentless with him. Just keep telling him, no, you, you can receive God. No, you can be a man of God. No, you can be a woman of God. You can be an incredible, dunamis, powerful person of God. You can. Right where you sit. But you're going to have to take the blood of Jesus into your world over and over and over again and learn by the blood. Let the blood become your teacher and it will teach you many, many things that pertain to this life. Romans 5, 6 through 11, it says, When we were utterly helpless. Oh, I read that one. I'm going to read the last one here. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for any of it. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward of all the good things you have ever done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. Think, oh, I don't make a difference in the world. Nobody sees me. I don't get the promotion that other people get. My business doesn't do as well as the one down the road or my competitors. Shift everything in your life towards declaring the power and the victory of Christ and the blood that he shed for you. And I'm telling you, everything's going to get smoothed out. One moment of God's favor will just change your whole world in a moment's time. But you'll never discover those opportunities if you're working like the world works to get things. It says right here, your salvation, you can't even work for it. You can't. And if you think you can work for what you want in your life, just because you have salvation, it ain't going to work that way either. Are there things you need to do? You better believe it. And you better do them as unto the Lord. And you better do them and say, you know what? I declare the work that I'm about to do. I declare the blood of Jesus over this whole situation. And the things that I can see, I will deal with. The things I cannot see, God will deal with. I promise every person in this room, there is a cause for Christ in your life today. Yesterday's passed away. It's gone. I mean, it is over. You ain't going to go back and fix a doggone thing. 
But you can take the only moment you'll ever have, which is right here, right now. I don't care if you're in heaven or you're here on earth. You got one moment. That's it. This is, this is it. It's live. It, boom. Here. Gone. Well, what I just said two seconds ago is gone. It's over. But you take the only moment you're ever going to have, and you sit down with God, and you say, you know what, God, this is what I know in my heart to do. I have other aspirations and other things I'd like to do. But you know what? This is what I know in my heart to do right now. I accept this. It's like a work order that comes in. It's the next job that's going to come in on your job. I accept the work that you have for me. I'm going to do it with all my heart. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. And I'm going to do this as unto you. You are the rewarder of those who will diligently seek you, God. I can work for my rewards in an earthly realm, but I can also work for my rewards in a heavenly realm, in a supernatural realm, where the work that I'm doing doesn't seem like anybody really cares. But praise the Lord, I know you care because you put that work on my desk to do. And I'm going to do this with all my heart. I'm not going to try to, 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 to make anything happen outside of your will right here for my life. I'm going to be diligent and work is unto you. And I know that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Next thing you know, instead of the creditor calling you, it'll be the creditor about collecting a bill. It'll be the creditor calling you and saying, hey, listen, looks like we made a mistake in our records over here, and we we're going to have to erase that, that over here for you. And you think, oh, no, 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 that, that can't happen. I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, yes, it can, and yes, it does, and miracles happen every single day. And listen, God's not your piggy bank no, either, so don't, don't be just depending on God to pay for all your bills. Don't do that. I'm telling you, don't do it. It'll ruin you. Faith without corresponding action is cursed, man. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. And you blame God and you blame your pastor and you blame everybody around you. And man, my life is the way it is. And I did everything I knew I was supposed to do. Look at that. I tithe and my income. I lost my job. You know, a man or a woman of faith that lost their job would be standing there right there and going, I plead the blood of Jesus. I know that, that there's another job that's better than the one I had. And, and praise the Lord, I, all things are working together for good because I love God and I'm called to his heavenly purpose. And you think, well, what's God's heavenly purpose? God's heavenly purpose is that he, you're empowered with the gospel. Everything's working together in your life. Everything is good in your life. You don't know what to do. You'll know what to do when you know, need to know when to do it worry about all the stuff beyond your control because you are empowered with the one who holds control and yet he's not controlling you it's choice I could go on and on and on about the power of the blood and I could tell you all how powerful it's been in my life but I would speak amiss if I didn't invite every single one of you to do the same doggone thing. I could not, as a man of God, stand up here and talk about these things the way I'm talking about them if the power and the influence of that blood was not going to manifest in your life. I'm telling you, it can. I'm telling you, it does. That dream that's in your heart is there for a reason. The purposes that you have for your life are there for a reason.
in my own experience, I'll stand here and tell you that the desires of my heart that God put there, those desires were planted there by God for me to begin to live as if it's so. And I've grown more out of doing that than even reading my Bible. I can read my Bible, but i got to take what it says, and I've got to apply it to the desires of my heart. And you think, well, I've tried the desire of my heart, and people didn't listen to me, and people said no to me, and you know, people were rude with me, or, or this got knocked off the shelf over here, and that got broke over here. Listen to me. You've got to believe in the desire that God planted in your heart more than anybody else. If you don't believe it, don't expect anybody else to believe it for you either. Just know who you are in Christ. Know you've been bought with a price. Know that God has planted desires in your heart for them to be manifested. And no matter what the negative situations are that would deter you from doing what you know in your heart to do, I'll tell you, that's what the blood of Jesus is all about. He's the author and he is the finisher of your faith. And go ahead and have the music team come up this morning. I want to make sure everybody in this room understands what it takes to receive the power and the influence of the blood of Jesus. And what I want to do is I want us to just all go ahead and stand this morning. Some of you need to come back to Christ. Some of you just, you've got to do it. You, you, you're, you're living two or three different lives. You live a different life than you do in the church, at work, and then at home. And it just, it's a chaotic world, and it just, you, you can't sustain that. You just got to live for Christ. So some of you need to come back to Christ. But there's other group in here, maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and maybe in some way this message has touched your life, and you're ready to do that today. And I'll tell you, what we want to do is we want to say a prayer. And we don't want to just say a prayer and just hope everything's going to work out from there and go back to living this old life. But we actually want to say a prayer to invite Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, Supreme Lord, Supreme Savior, right? I mean, there's two distinctive things about what we're going to ask for. Sometimes our job can become our Lord, our boss can become our Lord, our wife or our husband can be our, become our Lord, all kinds of stuff. But what we want to do this morning is make sure that Jesus has made your Lord and your Savior. And if you'll do that, you will be empowered with the gospel to take that into every area of your life and win the victories that God has won for you. So let's go ahead and bow our heads. Let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. I make you the Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you're coming back to Christ. Or you're coming to Christ for the first time. You said that prayer. Go ahead and lift your hand. And we're just ready to make that commitment this morning. I see that hand. Hallelujah. I see that hand. I see that hand. 
eyes open, looking around. Begin to declare the power of the blood in every area of your life. That's all welcome, Pastor Barb.